0: Come on, somebody give God a shout of praise. If there's no other reason to glorify God, He just gave you one. One day when I was lost, He died upon the cross. And I know there was nothing else that works but the blood Jesus shed on Calvary. Yes, somebody praise Him. Somebody praise Him. Oh, why don't you lift up your hands all across the building and worship him. Oh, come on. Does anybody remember the day when he washed your sins away? Hallelujah. I was lost and undone, but Jesus came and died for me. Hallelujah. Oh, somebody give him a hand clap of praise and a shout of victory. Come on. I think we can do better than that. Somebody. Come on, has he set you free? I don't know about you. Old song says you don't know like I know what he's done for me. Come on, does anybody got a testimony? God's been good to me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. It feels so good to be in the house of the Lord here today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He died, but he rose again. Hallelujah. He died, but he rose again for you and I. Hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. Why don't you turn for just a second and shake the person's hand next to you? Greet them in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Take a few more moments. Greet some of our guests and some of our visitors hallelujah hallelujah it's good to have everybody in the house of the lord Why didn't somebody go ahead and give God a shout of praise and a hand clap of victory? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. As you're returning to, this, to your seats, you can be seated for just a moment. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to say again, welcome to all of our guests and visitors. Uh, we just want to... Uh, give them a big, warm welcome. Somebody give them a hand. Hallelujah. Amen. There's many that are that have come here, and and uh, we want to see what God's going to do in your life as well. Uh, some people wonder, well, why are these people shouting? Well, if you only knew what we were before God. You know, you ever seen a before and after picture? Come on. You know, it's Jenny Craig? Before and after picture, I used to be 475 pounds and 2 ounces. You know what I'm talking about, right? Maybe y'all never saw that. Okay. Well, then they show you, well, after I tried Jenny Craig or Weight Watchers or Keto or Burrito or whatever you want to throw in there, all of a sudden they show this fitness model. Well, if you would have saw some of us in our before picture, see you don't know the pastor of the church used to be homeless see you didn't know that you didn't know you didn't know that brother so-and-so used to be an alcoholic and sister so-and-so used to be a drug addict but that was i before but thanks be to god for his unspeakable gift that he rose on that third day and now you don't even recognize somebody give him a shout of praise Somebody worship him Hallelujah See that's why some of us get all excited about Jesus You know I remember growing up in an atheist home And and every so often I'd go to church with my grandma And they'd tell me you got to sit down and be quiet And I thought that's how church is supposed to be And I realized after reading the Bible That's not how the church is supposed to be Because when people remember what the Lord has done for them they can't help but give God praise. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. It is such an honor to have evangelist uh, Justin Poindexter and sister Poindexter. And we got little Bishop Prentice Poindexter back there. He's, he's the real man of God. He's just, he's just in training right now. And, and uh, we're trying to trying to get him to keep his Similac down. And, and then he'll get up to preach next week. Hallelujah. But... I love and appreciate this family. They have ministered to ARC many, many times, and it is my honor to bring him to this pulpit. Why don't we stand all across the building, give God a hand clap of praise for the man of God.
1: Hallelujah. Man, there's such a sweet presence of the Lord Jesus in this place. I wonder if we can lift our hands. Amen. I want you to know the healer's in the house right now. I want you to know the miracle worker is walking amongst us right now. Uh, I want you to know that the Father and your provider, your protector is in the house. Somebody go ahead and love him. God, I worship you. Ah, yes, he's here. He's here. There's nothing to fear when the Lord is in the house. Somebody just love him with the sound of your voice and with the words of your heart. God, I worship you. I give you my will, and I give you everything, God. Oh, hallelujah. Entertain that presence. Come on, all through the house. Every boy, girl, every man, woman, child. I worship you, Jesus. Come on, that feels good. Why don't we continue that heavenly flow? I love you, Jesus. You've been so good to me, Lord. You've been better to me than I've been to myself. Ah, somebody go ahead and praise him. Go ahead and talk to him. This is the house of prayer. Oh, I praise you, God. I worship your name. Lord, I give you my will. Lord, I give you my heart. Come on, somebody just give him everything. He'll give you a lot more in return. Jesus, I'm trusting you today. I'm trusting you with my emotions. I'm trusting you, God, with my problems. I'm trusting you, Lord, with my issues. Come on, the Lord Jesus will never embarrass you. He will never shame you. Oh, corriata. I feel shame leaving the house of God right now. I feel guilt and shame and embarrassment, leaving the house of the Lord. Come on. I said the cleanser is in the house. Oh, the washer of my soul is in the house. Somebody tell him, Lord, forgive me of my sins. Wash me and make me whiter than snow. Wash my affliction away. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Go ahead and thank him. Is there anybody thankful? Oh, mighty God, mighty God, mighty God. Man, I, I don't even want to take another step. There's such a lovely presence of God that's ushering in this house. Amen. I wonder if we can just entertain his presence for just a few more minutes. Ah, I, there's healing in the house right now. It don't matter what the disease is. It doesn't matter what the prognosis is. It doesn't matter what the report has been. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, God, heal heart disease, Lord. Heal hypertension, heal diabetes, oh God. God, bring high cholesterol levels down today, God. Lord, we rebuke stress and depression, chaos and confusion. You feel it leaving? Woo! Oh God, you are the miracle worker. Woo! You are the miracle worker, oh God. Oh, work miracles, God. Work miracles today. Come on, go ahead and talk to him. You can confess your sins to him, and he is faithful to forgive you of your sins and your trespasses. Uh, Come on, why don't you go ahead and confess, Lord, I've I've sinned against you, and I've sinned against heaven, God, but I'm asking you to forgive me. I'm asking you, Lord, to forgive me of my trespasses. Uh, Wash away my sins and my mistakes, oh, God. Uh, Give me a brand-new heart and a brand-new mind. Uh, Give me a brand-new world to walk on. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Somebody say, Lord, forgive me. Come on, somebody say, Lord, forgive me. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, precious God. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. There was an old song the old saints used to say, No, not one. No, not one. Hallelujah. Clap your hands unto the Lord. He's here. Jesus is in the house. Amen. I don't have what you need. The piano keys doesn't have really what you need. Amen. But I tell you what, Jesus has what you need. Anybody believe that this afternoon? Where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. It don't matter if you need a healing, he can heal. It don't matter what the disease is. We've seen him heal tumors and cancers. You say, well, he hasn't healed me yet. Hey, we hold on and we keep on praying. Amen. That's the spirit of a champion. We just keep on praying. You just keep on coming up. We keep on praying. Amen. So you may not get healed on this side of heaven but you will get healed before you go. Hallelujah. And I'm so excited. And man, uh, this is the type of presence of God that makes the devil retire early. Hallelujah! I believe he comes into an atmosphere like this, this, this soft presence of God, when God is ready to forgive, God is ready to change lives, and, and the devil says, there ain't no use. I'll come back another time. Amen. You know the devil will give up. He came to Jesus and he tried different tactics and strategies to try to get in the inside of his joy and his peace. And when he saw that there was no use, the Bible says he left him for a season. Praise God. You know, i like the devil to back off for a season. I feel the Holy Ghost. Some of you are going to get a breakthrough of your life today. And I'm telling you, when the devil backs off for a season, you're going to rejoice like you've never rejoiced. You're going to have peace like you've never had peace. Anybody hearing me? You're going to, you're going to laugh like you haven't laughed in years. Because where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Amen. Somebody talk to me. Amen. Anybody hear what I'm saying? Our God is an awesome God. He's a miracle-working God. It don't matter what the situation is. It doesn't matter what the condition is. It don't matter how far you have fallen in the pit. Our God can lift you up, put your feet on the solid ground, and put a new song on your lips. Somebody give God praise. Amen, amen. It is a wonderful opportunity. I'm going to pray for her. Amen. Amen. We're going to pray for this sister right here. Amen. This is all in good timing. Hmm. She's got some physical afflictions. I want you to look at somebody and say, nothing's too hard for the Lord. Amen. We're going to pray like the Bible instructs us to, and we're going to do our part, and we're going to believe that Jesus is going to do his part. She's going to do her part, continue to go to the doctors, and over time we're going to believe for a a perfect report. How many knows that he's able? Let's pray. Let's pray. God, in the name of Hallelujah. God, right now, this affliction in the name of Jesus. Lord, we rebuke it in the name of the Lord. We ask God that you will heal her body from the crown of her head to the sole of her feet right now. Not by power nor by might, but by the Spirit of the Lord. And by the name of Jesus and by the authentic word of God. There, I feel something moving right now. God, tongues go ahead speak in this. There you go that's it she's speaking with other tongues that's it something's beginning to happen in the name of Jesus come on that's why he died on the cross there you go Oh, praise the name of the Lord. Let's give Him praise right now. Mm. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. I was listening to the radio the other day, and I heard some, some experts commenting on some statistics about the number of those that go to drug reha- rehab and substance abuse centers, and they said the percentage that it works is about 9%. I thought to myself, it's a lot of people that waste a lot of time. Now, if you're going to some abuse center, some substance abuse center, some rehab, I'm not discouraging you to go. We want you to go take the programs, but I'm telling you what, Jesus can set a man free in one service. I've seen him do it. You've seen him do it. You know he can. Some of us are witnesses of our, of our substances that we abuse, but now God has given us a new addiction, and that is Jesus Christ himself. Amen. Praise God. Uh, I want to give honor to Pastor and Sisterhood. Amen, how much I love them and uh, how much I appreciate them for being a a wonderful example of faith throughout all all Pentecost. Amen. I'm telling you what, I, uh, you know, he probably wouldn't want me to say this, but uh, he's one of the smartest men I know. He's one of the smartest men I know. And uh, he's probably forgotten more than I can, more than I can study hours for, but I'm telling you, God has given you a man of God who has a love of God. I'm telling you, and and I'm thankful, I'm so thankful that God is raising up men and women that are after the heart of God. Amen. There was a lot of wicked kings in the Bible, and there was only a few good ones. Praise God. And I tell you what, there's a lot of wicked pastors out there. There's only a few good ones. Hallelujah. Amen. Some are after your money. Can I just get real some after your marriage? Y'all better listen up in 2019. There's some false prophets out here. Amen. But I'm thankful you got one of the good ones. Praise God. Amen. 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 It's good to have my lovely wife with me and my son. Praise God. Oh, man, what a delight. They are the delight of my life. Praise God. Amen. Luke chapter 18 verse 31. How many enjoy that music, praise the Lord. My God, thank you for good music. Good apostolic singing unto the Lord. Amen. The Bible says that uh, King Saul had an evil spirit on him. He said but David came in and played the harp. And the evil spirit left. You know, that's bad to the bone right there, man. He if people are trying to lay hands and cast out devil. He just come hitting some strings, man. Devil's like, I got to get my stuff. I got to get out of here, man. Amen. We thank God for, amen, for good apostolic worship. Amen. Luke chapter eighteen, verse thirty-one. Then he took unto him the twelve, and he said unto them, Behold, we go up to Jerusalem. And all things that are written by the prophets concerning the Son of Man shall be accomplished. For he shall be delivered into the Gentiles, strangers, and he shall be mocked, spitefully entreated or insulted, and he shall be spit upon, and they shall scourge him devastate him, ravish him and destroy him and put him to death. but I like this last part and on the third day he shall rise again. Uh, look at your neighbor and say just wait till my third day. Come on look at somebody else and say just just wait just wait till my third day. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your word today. God, you know every need in the house. Lord, you know every every affliction, every problem. God, you know every spider web in this place. My God, I'm asking you to move like only you can move. Lord, we're asking you to heal like only you can heal. Amen. Clap your hands one more time in the name of Jesus. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you, Jesus. His Mediterranean diet put him at good health. His walking daily from Bible study to synagogue, synagogue to the garden, put him in good physical condition. But this particular night, the challenge of friends and disciples forsaking him in the middle of his trial, the midnight hour has brought on emotional stress. As he prays, having not eaten for hours, coming to find his best disciples sleeping <laughs> while he is in agony. Physicians say has created an emotional stress that has caused capillaries to burst in the sweat glands, causing hematidrosis, causing him to sweat blood. It is not long before they find the betrayer, Jesus, in the garden as he is surrounded by centurions and soldiers, religious men, all with the fierce look on their face, with sticks and staves in their hands as if they were going to catch a thief. He looks in the middle of all of them, and he sees the one that was created to praise him, Judah, Judas, but has now betrayed him. He approaches his rabbi, the one that has put food on his table, the one that has given him a name and a ministry and purpose in life. And with one last kiss of betrayal, he looks within close quarters of the Messiah of one last look. He looks At his beard, and he looks at his hair, he looks at the brown eyes, he looks down at the feet that he has seen so much, and he has walked away from his salvation. Jesus, with one last reach, friend, betrayest thou me with a kiss? As he turns the cold shoulder and the grim look now, and he walks away for eternity. They grab Jesus and they take him all across through the midnight and they bring him to the rulers of that day. He is dehydrated. He is hungry. He is tired and now he has to stand trial. It is there that some words are spoken by Jesus and out of nowhere the burly Man, relative to the high priest, smites Jesus upon the cheekbone. As you hear the smack of flesh and bone crushing his face, blood begins to spatter take him across the praetorium to Caiaphas, who takes him to Herod, who sends him back to Caiaphas. It's there that Roman soldiers begin to mock him in a display of mock worship. They begin to punch him as some uh, evil beast uh, trying to attack them. They begin to spit upon him. They walk by. They blindfold him. And, and they spit upon him, commanding him to prophesy of which one it was. finally, it is time for the legionnaire as he steps up with the flagrum in his hand. They tie Jesus's hands to a wooden post. They strip off his clothes and the legionnaire steps forward with that flagrum, that that whip with the leather strips with uh, iron balls at the end of it and uh, and strip at the strip as he uh, done it so many times he begins to unleash a fury of pain and tortures, masochism upon the Messiah that only healed the multitudes. Physicians say that with every beat, and with every rip and with every tearing of the flagrant flesh is ripped out of his pack. It's not long before the blood vessels begin to explode and the muscles begin to bruise and the, the pain begins to go deeper to the muscle tissue as, as this flagrum, as these balls of leather and iron begin to rip off his back until strips of, of flesh hang off of his back like ribbon. And all he did before was heal the multitude. It is there they leave him as long as he's within an inch of his death. The centurion steps forward. He gives the signal to the legionnaire to stop, and Jesus slumps to the ground in a shaking, pain, chaotic state. They come back again. They lay the purple robe upon him as it begins to attach itself to the serum, and it's not long before they rip it off again like some evil surgeon some wicked bandages. It's not long before they tie him to that cross. Some say 150 pounds. It's it's tied upon him as he must walk the Via Della Rosa, three and a half football fields uh, to his death. He Puts it on. He goes, but he only makes it a certain amount of time, the loss of blood and the shock, the the dehydration, the cramps of the muscles. The the body can only take so much as Jesus falls to the ground trying his best to get up, trying his best to finish what he started, but his body has given up. They find the North African Simon. They, They convince him to pick up the cross as Jesus follows Simon three-and-a-half football field, stumbling in a cold, blinded shock. It's there as they begin to crucify him, as they begin to hit the iron spikes, uh, amen, into his uh, medial distal nerves and and into his feet, amen, his ankle bones. uh, And as they crucify him upon the cross, his body is in shock. His muscles are spashing out bodily functions have been lost. Uh, It's there the religious Pharisees look upon him with pride. The disciples have all scattered. Mary, the mother of Jesus, and some of the other women are wailing and crying. Some say, crucify him. Others uh, have given up. And Jesus, uh, with one last uh, work of the cross, uh, amen, lifts up from the cross and says, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. And the only time would permit me to tell you that their Savior was gone. And their healer was dead. And their Messiah was murdered. And he was gone forever. It took him off the cross. Days went on for silence. People went back to their ordinary lives. Some shook their heads at Jesus. And Jesus said nothing. The disciples went into hiding. Mary went into worrying and anxiety. Those that came for the fishes and loaves went back for their other pleasures of this world. But Jesus stayed silent. Silent as the grave. They saw him spit upon. They saw the soldiers mocking. They saw Jesus get insulted. And he did nothing. They saw him give up the ghost and die, this weak, feeble uh, portion of a man. But something happened on the third day. Everything changed on the third day. Things didn't remain the same on the third day. Oh, you got to understand, day one, it was mocking and cruelty, Praise God. Darkness was dominating. Hopelessness was hovering over the land. There was danger mixed in with depression. There was tears mixed in with torture. There was cries mixed in with curses. Oh, there was longing mixed in with loneliness. And there was pain mixed in with problems. And there was wails and woes mixed in while everybody waited. But I'm telling you, something changed on the third day. Pharisees were high-fiving, the Romans were rejoicing, the disciples were depressed, those that came for the fishes and loaves had forsaken and left, but I want to tell you something changed on the third day. Praise God. I want to talk to you. What happens on the third day? There's a resurrection that happens on your third day. The Bible says that Mary and some of the other women came down to the place of death. Praise God. Many of us have already been. You've been to the place where your emotions have died. You've been to the place where your joy has died. You've been to the place where your innocence has died. And the Bible says they looked in and they saw an angel sitting there. Mark 16, verse 6, the angel said, be not afraid. You see, when it's in your resurrection, there ain't nothing to be afraid of. When you start, when you get to the power of the resurrection, there ain't nothing to be afraid of. There ain't nothing to fear the devil about. There ain't nothing to fear mistakes about. There ain't nothing to fear your past about. The angel said, be not afraid. You see, that resurrection power, that Holy Ghost power. The angel said, I want you to know first and foremost, Jesus may not be here, but there ain't nothing to worry about. And he said, hey, you seek Jesus of Nazareth, which was crucified. He said, but he's risen. He's not here anymore. You see, when I step into my third day, I won't be at the place I used to be. Come on, somebody talk to me. Somebody help me preach. Amen. When you step into the power of the Holy Ghost, you won't think the same. You won't talk the same. Come on, somebody help me preach this thing. Amen. When you step into the Holy Ghost power, they won't find you where they used to find you. When you get the Holy Ghost, when you you step into the third day, old friends won't find you at the same old bar. When you step into the third day, all of that negative language, all of that self-defeat talk uh, will change into positivity and worship before God. Somebody give God some praise this afternoon. When you step into the third day, he says, he's not here. You see, Jesus said, you saw me on my first day when I had spit on my face, when everybody was mocking me, when everybody was dancing over me, when life was triumphing over me. You saw me in my second day when I was quiet. You didn't notice me. He said, but on my third day. Yeah, you know, the thing about life and friends and family is that they've seen you at your worst. You know what they'll do? And they will have your funeral. They'll see you with spit on your face. They'll see you make your worst mistakes. They'll see you make the bad the worst decisions of your life. And they'll say, He's not gonna make it. You know what you do? You look bad and say, just wait till my third day. Wait till I get myself together. Wait till I really start praying. Wait till I really start walking that faith road. Wait till the, wait till God really gets a hold of my life. Hallelujah. Micah chapter 7, verse 8 says, Rejoice not against me, O my enemy, for when I fall, I shall arise. He said, Though I sit in darkness, he said, The Lord will be a light to me. You know what he's talking about? He's talking about the story of Joseph and the butler. See, the butler has somebody in the cell with him that can interpret his dreams. Oh, I want to tell you, there's somebody in the cell with you. There's somebody in the darkness with you. And he knows what your future's going to be like. I'm telling you, rejoice not against me. Oh, my enemy, for when I fall, I shall arise. I'm telling you, wait till my third day. Wait till Jesus shows up. And wait till the miracle worker. Come on, why don't you clap your hands unto the Lord? Come on, somebody give God praise. Woo, my God. See, they looked at Jesus and said, there's no way he's going to come out of this. Man, we saw him with, with spit on his face. We saw his back hanging out like ribbons. We, we saw him crushed and bruised. We, we saw him at the lowest of lows. But Jesus said, just wait till my third day. The devil comes along, and he says, man, when you going to get it together? You've been like this for a mighty long time. When you're going to get yourself together, you just look back at the enemy and say, my third day's coming. The power of the resurrection's coming. Amen. The Holy Ghost is on his way. The comforter is on his way. The problem solver is on his way. You may not see it on day one, but you wait till Jesus shows up. My God. See, the fact of the matter is, is you ain't seen me driving my best car yet. I might be driving a hoopty right now. You know, I, I'm not even working at my best job just yet. You see me working overnight shifts right now. You see me stumbling in the church, tired and weary. But you just wait till the blessings of God show up on my life. You know, you see my family, we ain't got it all together just yet. Amen. We're working through some things. Amen. We're trying to defeat some things, but you wait till God shows up. You wait till that third day when God starts putting things back together and the Holy Ghost starts moving. Oh, hallelujah. Just wait till God shows up. It's not in man's power to do it on his own. You just wait till the Holy Ghost gets a hold of an individual. I've seen God take the drunk of the town and turn him into a manager of the biggest city in the city, si- biggest company in the city. So you, you, you woulda saw him on his first day when he stumbled around in rags. His eyes are red and weary, he's tired, he's dehydrated, he's out of shape. Amen. But when the Holy Ghost got a hold of him, Picked him up, cleaned him up, turned him around, put his feet. I want to tell you, some of you are waiting on your promise, uh, and your third day is today. Uh, God's power can get a hold of your life. Hey. See, see, some, ah, it ain't in infomercials, it ain't in books, it's in the power of the Holy Ghost, it ain't in the pill bottle. It ain't in the alcohol bottle, and it ain't in the baby bottle. It's in the Holy Ghost. Not by power, nor by might, but it's by my spirit, saith the Lord. You just need to get in the Holy Ghost. You just need to start praying and worshiping God, and let the Holy Ghost fall on you, and let the power of the third day, my God, Amen. John chapter 20, verse 7. The Bible says they looked in there, and the Bible says, In the napkin that was about his head, not lying with the linen clothes, but was wrapped together, laying in a place by itself. You know what Jesus said? He said, I don't need the napkin. Praise God. You see, the napkin was used for three purposes. The first purpose the napkin was used for was to clean the nose. Nose is a type of discernment, it's a type of perception, it's a type of insight. You got to have your nose. You know, ain't nothing like waking up on a Saturday and, man, you smell something in the atmosphere. Man, they got thick slabs of hickory smoked bacon on the skillet. Man, they got some of them old hash browns cooking with green onions. Man, you can hear it sizzling. Look over there, they got some chorizo. Burning. Oh like oh my, that's a good gospel. Got those big thick golden flaky biscuits in the oven? You say, boy, there's a fire in the house. Oh it's a Delight. It's a lot different when you wake up and you feel you smell a couch on fire. Praise God. You know, what Jesus was giving them the message was that I can see clearly now. My eyes don't need to be clean because the fact of the matter is is when you get in the Holy Ghost, which is the power of the resurrection, when you finally see that all of your answers is in the Holy Ghost, amen, I don't need you, amen, I can see clearly now, I can discern some things, I can detect that God is divine, I can have some insight that God is my... See, when when you step into the power of the third day, you start seeing some things clearly now. People try to pull you away from church and say, no, no, you don't need, you don't come to this program. No, no, no. This is where I see clearly. Amen. Jesus healed a blind man and they came and they told him, they said, we know that Jesus is a sinner. He said, give God the glory. Amen. He said, listen, whether he be a sinner or not, I know not. He said, but one thing I do know, I was blind, but now I see. He said, I don't need the napkin in it. You can keep, seen, I'm in the power of the Holy Ghost. Tell you, when you get in the Holy Ghost, God will let you start seeing some revelation. When you get in the Holy Ghost, God, you know, you'll start, you say, man, I, I see clearly now. See, Some of you get so frustrated. You get so agitated. You start blaming your spouse. You start blaming the dog. You start blaming the mailman. Start blaming the preacher. It's all right. I preach a lot of places. Amen. I'm gonna preach. Amen. You start blaming the church. You start blaming your shoes. You start blaming the manager at work. But if you can get in the Holy Ghost, Amen, you won't need the napkin anymore. When you you will start seeing the goodness of God, you'll start seeing the blessings of God. It's mighty tough, but I'm plowing. I'm plowing. I'm plowing. I'm working. Man, you know, the second purpose of the napkin was they would cover the face of a dead man. Some of y'all been there. What do you do when people don't recognize you anymore? When your friends ain't got time for you anymore? And you're like a dead man walking. You got problems, but nobody cares. You see, most people, that's when they fall out. Amen. That's what they did to Jesus. When Jesus died, they put the napkin over his face. This is a dead man. What do you do when life forgets you? Furthermore, what do you do when God forgets you? He puts the napkin over your face. You say, God, I've been praying about this sickness for a long time. The devil comes and says, "You you got that napkin over your face. Isaiah 49, 14, you got to see this. The Bible says, Zion said, the Lord has forsaken me, and my God has forgotten me. And God replied back and said, can a woman forget her infant child, that she should not have compassion on the son of her womb? He said, yea, they may forget, but I won't forget thee said, Behold, I have graven thee upon the palms of my hands. I'm going to let that one sit in. God said, I have graven you upon the palms of my hands. He was talking about these creases in the lining of your hand. They look like roads, they look like maps, and they look like valleys. They're called palmar flexion creases. See, you thought you was in a valley, but God said, no, I've just got you in my hand. You see, see you, you thought you was at the lowest in the dark place, but God said, oh, no, no, I've got you in the palm of my hand. You ain't going to get out of the palm of my hand. I know exactly where you are because you are in the palm of my hand. what Jesus said in John 10, 28, this is what he said. He said, I give my people eternal life. He said, and they shall never perish. He said, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. See, the devil's got some of us convinced that he's going to get you. You say, no, I'm in the palm of his hand. The devil's got some of you convinced he's going to wreck your finances. He's going to wreck your life. No, I'm in the palm of his hands. Uh, He said he's going to wreck my position. He's going to wreck my job. No, I'm in the palm of his hand. He's going to wreck my mind and wreck my health. No, uh, he's got me in the palm of his hands. Oh, my God, I'm almost done. I think about that palm. You know what? Physicians say that when they hit that medial distal nerve it automatically causes the hand to snap shut I can't help but to think that when John saw that spike go through his wrist and he saw that hand snap shut that Isaiah 49 14 and John 10 28 got a hold of him and it was almost like Jesus was saying you might see me in my worst condition John he said but don't you forget I've got you in the palm of my hand. You might see me bloody. You might see me beat up. But I've got you in the palm of my hand. Thank you. Amen. You might see me in my worst. I may not have it all together. But I want you to know, John, I've got you in the palm of my hand. I've got your future with me. I've got your emotions with me. I've got you in the palm. i got you in the palm of my hand. Amen. i had time to tell you. Talk about how Jesus has reversed the curse. You see, the fact of the matter is, is that the Bible says we are partakers of the sufferings of Christ. See, see, this is, this is the type of Christianity you got to understand right here. We are partakers of his sufferings. So if Jesus was mocked, you're going to be mocked. This is, this is the Christianity we have a problem with. Amen. for uh, 2 Corinthians, I believe is chapter 1, verse 5, the Bible says this, that we are partakers of Christ's sufferings. And he says if we are partakers of his sufferings, we can only get our consolation by Jesus Christ. See, we take care, we get the suffering, and we try to get consolation on social media. You hear me? We take the suffering and we try to get consolation from the pill bottle. He's saying you've got to go back to the third day. You've got to go get in the Holy Ghost. You've got to go pray it down. You've got to get to the house of God and lift up your hands and let the power of the third day fall on your emotions and fall on your life. You know, this is amazing. Watch this now. They mocked him. That means they acted like they were worshiping him and giving him adoration and praise. You ready for this? But it was all phony and counterfeit. See, what you gonna do when you find out you got fake friends? The only reason why they're rubbing your shoulders is to get something from you. Oh God. What you gonna do? The Bible says they put the purple robe on Jesus. You know, Bruises are purple. What you going to do when you got to wear the purple robe? You got to walk around full of wounds and bruises. See, a lot of people can't handle it, but Jesus said you're going to have to go through it. And there's people in the house right now, you are suffering from wounds, and you are suffering from bruises, uh, from fake friends, uh, and phony people in your life uh, that acted like they were your friend one moment, uh, and they turned you on turned on you on the next one. I want to tell you, there is a solution for that. It's called the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Uh, I want to tell you, there's an antidote for the hurt, uh, and it's called getting in the Holy Ghost. Amen. Watch, watch. I'm... Uh, I'm Amen. I'm almost done. Just give me a few more minutes. Amen. I know it's Easter. Praise God. I gotta go find some. Gotta go find some Easter eggs. Praise God. Amen. Get some for me too. Praise the Lord. Amen. I still get with the kids, man. Back up. That was mine. See, the Bible, the Bible says that he was gonna be despitefully entreated. Spitefully entreated. You know what that means? That means you're gonna have to be insulted. You know where we get the word insult? It's a Latin word, which means they dance all over you. Oh, my God. What are you going to do when people start insulting you? See, a lot of us, we we, want to get revenge. That's what we want to do. You're like, what you doing with them boxing gloves, man? You're like, I'm going to church. (laughs) What are you doing with those gloves with spikes sticking out of them? I'm going to work. See, his antidote was, don't look at the insult, just wait for the third day. Mm. You see, because some of us are going through the problems of our life, we're going through insults and wounds, and we want to get revenge. We want to to fight back. He's saying, you just wait for the power of the resurrection, wait for the Holy Ghost to fall, wait for the power of God's glory to fall on your life. Wait for the moving of the Spirit. Because this right here starts going. You see, we don't fight with fists. We fight with this right here. And some of us are good boxers. You know what I've learned? I've learned that no matter what I'm going through and no matter what I'm fighting, no matter what adversary, I don't care what type of wound I'm going to wait for the Holy Ghost to fall on me. Amen. I've been th- you've been through some of the worst times of your life. You've been through some of the worst wounds of your life. And it wasn't, it wasn't in what the preacher was preaching per se. Because the preacher will preach till he's blue in the face, and some people don't move. It was when you made a move, and then God made a move. And that power of the resurrection falls on your life. Tell you, I see people going through the worst time of their life. And God is saying, wait for my spirit to fall. And they say, no, no, I'm taking matters in my own hands. See, the fact of the matter is, is that Jesus had the ability to handle it himself. He said, I can call legions of angels. He said, no, but I'm going to wait for the right time. And that time was the moving of the Holy Ghost. And I want to tell you, we are living in a day that God uh, is pouring out the gift of the Holy Ghost. Uh, He's pouring out emotional healing. Uh, He's pulling out financial healing. He's pouring out strength. Uh, He's healing bodies. Uh, I'm telling you, we are living in the third day, friend. Uh, And if I was you, I would stand to my feet uh, and say, God, heal me. Uh, God, change me. Uh, God, rearrange me. In the name of Jesus, uh, stand to your feet. Clap your hands unto the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lift up your hands. Hallelujah. Hallelujah mm. Jesus in your precious name. Shikala mm. Hallelujah. 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 Jesus, in your name, God. Jesus, mm. in Jesus name, Hallelujah, hallelujah, Oh, we love you, sweet God. We magnify you, Jesus. hallelujah. Can I talk to you in the Holy Ghost right now? Some of you have waited so long you've just given up. The old Latin word for patient means to suffer. Jesus says, I give power to the patient if they are willing to wait on me. Isaiah said, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall up with winds as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and shall not faint. Some of us have given up waiting on the Lord. So you know what we do? We get online for hours and let the let, let YouTube soak us down. You want to know why? Because we are trying to we're trying to, to numb the pain. We get on the phone for hours, and I'm not, I'm not rebuking nobody. We're just we're trying a method and a means of trying to, trying to back up from the pain, from the wounds and the insult. But Jesus is saying, you know what you need? You need my Holy Ghost. You need to get in the Holy Ghost. Some of us are carrying around wounds, and you want to know something? You want to know the truth? Some of them are self-inflicted. I'm telling you what we start saying stuff that ain't of God We're things you know we've all been there when you're sorry and man I shouldn't have said those words we start saying things to spouses that we shouldn't have said come on somebody I'm in the Holy Ghost but I'm not going to stay in there long praise God you know what Jesus is telling ARC you need to get in the Holy Ghost because my answer is not going to be in my family and relatives and, and cousins that ain't even living for God. My answer is not going to be at my boss at work and working more hours. My answer is not going to be in, 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 I'm talking to somebody. Your answer is not just write it in your diary every day. If you would pray as long as you're writing that diary, God will start doing some things in your life. Say, man, he's preaching. But no, I'm just, I'm, I'm trying to tell somebody the third day is hovering over you. And the greatest miracle of your life is today. I believe that when some people walk out of these doors today, the Holy Ghost is going with you. And he's about to start healing. He's going to start opening doors. He's going to start restructuring minds. He's going to start restructuring lives. He's going to start strengthening families. Hallelujah. In the name of, when I was in prayer, when I was in prayer before this service, the Lord spoke to me. He said, tell Pastor Hood, he said, in one season, you're going to double this church. In one season. I'm telling you. know why, because you're waiting on the third day. You've been praying. You've been fighting devils. You've been fighting spirits. You went through the silent times and God said, I'm about to pour out the third day on this church. Power of my spirit. The power of resurrection. Come on, look at somebody and say, don't be weary. Come on, look at them and say, don't be afraid. God's about to pour out his spirit upon us. Amen, come on, every every eye closed. I wanted you to lift up your hands in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus of Nazareth, I feel the Holy Ghost. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I feel the spirit of the Lord moving through this place. Amen. Before I call everybody up here, the first group I want to invite. If you have never received the gift of the Holy Ghost, I want you to come come up here. Join me up here. You never received the gift of the Holy Ghost. You never spoken with other tongues. Amen. I want you to come up here. Come on. Come on. Don't be afraid. Come on, brother. Come on up. Amen. Come on up. You ever spoken in tongues? Some of y'all afraid. All right. Come on. It's all right. I was afraid too till Jesus got a hold of me. Amen. You never spoken in tongues. You say, what is speaking in tongues? It's the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Praise God, One. Praise God. All right. God's still filling people with the Holy Ghost. Some of y'all looking at me like, Praise God. We about to let Jesus work. See, we get too trapped in tradition, man. Now, if you need healing in your body, I want you to come up. When you come up, what it is, it's an act of faith. Now, you can stay in your seat. That's fine. Man, we ain't going to pressure you. But if you need healing in your body, come on up. That's what I'm talking about. So you got to have faith. You got, you got to have faith. See, if I said I got a $1,000 check up here waiting on you, you would have been up here. In a, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Amen. I got something better than a check. Amen. Somebody say he's telling the truth. I'll tell you this. You don't need anybody to lay hands on you for you to be healed right now. Because there's enough there's enough of God's spirit in here right now. Amen. And I'm telling you what, it's not in the preacher. It's just in the authentic word of God. That God spoke it thousands of years ago. He said that I will heal the sick. Praise God. Amen. And we're going to pray. Now the next group I want to I want to come up If you know how to pray, I want you to come up around these individuals. Come and pray with somebody. If you know how to pray, come find somebody to pray with. Amen. This is beautiful. Because the miracle worker's in the house. I said the healer's in the house. I said the one that sets my soul free is in the house. Hallelujah. You say, what do I got to do, preacher? The first thing we're going to do is we're going to ask God to clean out our hearts. We're just going to ask the Lord to forgive us of our sins. Amen. Why don't we all do that? Jesus, right now, just lift up your hands and begin to ask the Lord to forgive us. Lord, I'm asking you to wash me. I'm just asking you, Lord, you may not have done anything wrong, you may not have said anything wrong, but God, I just want you to cleanse my heart and cleanse my spirit. Lord, I'm asking you in the name of Jesus Christ, Come on, talk to him In the name of Jesus. In just a few minutes, we're going to pray for the Holy Ghost and we're going to pray for healing. But right now, I just want you to ask God to wash over your sins and wash over your heart. God, I'm confessing those things to you. I may have watched some things or, that I shouldn't have washed. I may have said some things I shouldn't have said. And I'm asking you, Lord, to forgive me. I'm turning. I feel the Holy Ghost moving. Amen. Everybody say, thank you, Jesus. One more time, say, thank you, Jesus. Amen. This is fun. Praise God. Let me tell you, it's nothing's too hard for the Lord. Ain't nothing too hard. You say, man, we ain't jumping and ripping sheetrock off the walls. We don't have to. Jesus Jesus can heal. We've already asked the Lord to forgive us of our sins. The The next scripture says, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Fervent prayer is prayer that's alive. Your prayer doesn't come alive until you give audible sound. Let me explain this. If you pray like this, probably nothing's gonna happen. You say, well, how do you know? Because I study this Bible like the doctor studies at the hospital. I study this Bible like the mechanic studies an engine. If you pray silently, it's a good chance nothing's gonna happen. But if you lift up your voice, If you begin to say, I love you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus. And you begin to reach out with faith. Amen. God's going to fill you with the Holy Ghost. uh, And that faith will activate your healing. Amen. How many believe that? Amen. So those of you that have come to help those pray, I want you to get next to them. I want you to lay your hands on them. Look at them. Smile at them. Say, man, I'm going to help you pray. Ask them what they need. Just say, hey, what do you need? What do you need from the Lord? I feel the Holy Ghost moving. Now, if you have never spoken with other tongues, I want you to lift up your voice. And if you need a healing, I want you to lift up your hands. And I want you to begin to pray as they begin to sing right now. I want you to begin to pray unto the Lord. Say, Jesus, I love you. Jesus, I worship you. Go ahead lift up your hands in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. As they begin to sing right now in the name of the Lord Jesus. Come on, that's it. You're a child of the King. In the mighty name of Jesus. You're a child of the Most High God.
2: change my life you thought i was worth keeping so you lead me
1: up inside. come on she's speaking with you other times right here the holy ghost is falling
2: so you sacrifice your life so i can be free so i can be whole so i can so you cleaned me up inside you thought i was to die for so you sacrifice your life so i can be free so i can be home so I So you, you beat me up inside. You thought I was to die for. So Thank you, you. You clean me up. So you clean me up inside. You thought I was to die for. for So, so you, you sacrifice your life So I can be free, free. So I can be home